Welcome back to A Bitch and a Witch. What up, folks? I'm Sam. I'm Chad. Hope everybody had a good week. We took some time off. Took a little time off. We're late this week, but it's fine. It's fine. You guys remember us, right? Yeah. I think they remember. (laughs) It seems like it's been such a long time since we recorded, because I think we recorded that episode kind of early in the week. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but that's, I don't know. It's been so long now that I can't remember. Anyways. I think we recorded it on a Sunday. Maybe. That's pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not usually great about recording on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, well. It, it is what it is. It's been a weird year, obviously. Yeah. But, as usual, starting out today with a bitch rant. Found a... Um, well, I didn't find. I'm sure everybody has heard about the monoliths, and I thought it might be kind of fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first one was in Utah. Yeah. And apparently just this helicopter guy was trying to count a herd of sheep, and he was like, oh, what the hell is that? Because it's a big, shiny monolith, and just like in the middle of nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of spurred it off the whole thing, or started off the whole thing. Uh, that was in, I want to say that was in November, late November. I thought it was earlier than that, but I could be wrong. Oh, it was in October. Wait. Oh, no, sorry. It was reported in November. I was right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but they, so they found that one. Um, they didn't disclose the location because it's in a pretty remote area. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want people, like, going out there because they would probably get stuck and have well. to call, like, search and rescue to come get them. Uh, but people, people still ended up going out there. <laughs> yeah, people found it on Google Maps and through a bunch of internet sleuthing, mm-hmm. as one does in 2020. <laughs> Literally nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, of course people went out there, but by the time that started happening, it had been moved. And I read a, I read like a little snippet that one of the people who was like first at the site, there was like a little message like. I also can't remember what it said, like, you suck or something, (laughs) something kind of dumb like that. And they had, like, peed in this, like, in the area next to it. And so anyways. (laughs) Sounds uh, right. The interesting thing is that they've now started popping up all over the place. And to me, it's kind of like this year's whole, like, clown situation where the clowns are gone, but now we're getting monoliths popping up everywhere. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I actually didn't even realize how many there are at this point. But that one, there was like one or two other ones reported in the States. Um, I think one was in California. Yeah, that sounds right. California. Apparently there's one in Morocco and Africa. And there's one in Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Finland, France, and Germany. Wow. Hungary, Italy, Netherlands. Norway, Poland, Romania, <laughs> Russia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UK. Oh, there's like a bunch of them in the UK. Ukraine. Yeah, there's just like a ton of them. And these hmm. are all like people just started finding them. So who knows really how long they've been there. Right. That's the interesting part. So as far as the US, there's one in Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Nebraska. Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina. Like, they're all over the place. Jeez. Wow. I, this thing just keeps going. <laughs> and it's almost like, yeah, because they pretty much started, hap- like, most of these sightings or, like, reportings are from December. So it's like once we found the one 
that just kept popping up after that, like, every day, basically. <laughs> That's weird. It is really weird. I didn't know there were that many of them, actually, but... Let's get ready for the alien invasion, guys. Yeah. As far as the original one in Utah, they were thinking uh, there it could have been a few different things. So the monolith itself, just if you're not familiar, it's just like a really big uh, rectangular metallic structure. Isn't it kind of like triangular? Uh, some of them are, but that one was like a big rectangle. Oh. Based on, I mean, based on the pictures I saw, at least. If you watch sci-fi movies in 2001 Space Odyssey, people are saying there's like a pretty similar one in that movie. Hmm. So people think maybe it's related to like a movie or TV show set. Apparently Westworld was filmed like pretty close to that area. Mm -hmm. So they think maybe it had something to do with that. But if they're popping up all over the world. Yeah, this is just as far as the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the other ones are like a lot more mysterious. Yeah. That one they said maybe the filming of Westworld was just something that was left behind on accident. Um, There was also like an artist who has now passed away, but he had a lot of like installations somewhat Mm -hmm. somewhat similar so people were trying to like get a hold of his manager to see if that was one of his pieces and those were like a few of the theories that were floating around but somebody just went and like grabbed it and took off so who knows now (laughs) (laughs) it was the aliens they came and got it back it could be i mean at this point anything could happen this year 2020 yeah i would all bets are off it's kind of just hard to be surprised at this point Mm-hmm. I'm surprised not else, like, that whole raid on Area 51, just, like, nothing really happened with that. People were too afraid of getting blasted. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, raiding Area 51, that was not a solid plan. No. No. Heavily armed military, which, like, why is it going to be that heavily protected? What are they hiding, Chad? Probably, like... Aliens. Uh, it wasn't what I was going to say, but I mean, maybe. Maybe aliens. I was going to say probably just like jets and planes that they're developing for the military. <clears throat> that seems to be like a pretty solid theory. Aliens. <laughs> if aliens are trying to contact us, what would they do? That's the interesting thing. Because like, yeah, maybe it makes the most sense for them to like put these structures up all over the place. So... Uh, I think I've talked about this podcast before, but um, last podcast on the left. Do you yeah. ever listen to them? I've listened to it a little bit, not okay. consistently. Well, they did, was it a series of episodes or just like one? I don't know. I think this was this past year they did an episode where they were talking about aliens and they were talking about how some of the first reported UFO sightings were like after we had started testing nuclear weapons. Right. So their theory was like maybe they're scoping us out to see if we're a threat. Right. And since we're not a threat yet, they're just kind of like letting us be. We're too busy like killing each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you, do you watch like a lot of sci fi or alien movies or anything? No. Have you seen signs? I saw signs like a long time ago. Yeah, I liked that one, but it was kind of like the aliens had run out of resources, so they mm-hmm. like scavenged other planets. That's gonna be us. That yeah, that's true. That will be us when we learn how to <laughs> colonize space. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a that was an interesting one, but yeah, they were obviously hostile. They came and started killing a bunch of people. Arrival. Have you seen that one? 
Mm-mm. That's a pretty good one because that's more, maybe a little bit more realistic. It's more like what would happen if they were peaceful, but we could not figure out how to communicate with each other. I started trying to watch, uh, what was that one? Was it District 19? Yeah, District 9. District 9? Yeah. District something. That's a good one. I couldn't finish it. It was giving me anxiety and I don't know why. It's it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. And it's more so about like racism. Mm-hmm. Like if you kind of... It's, I, mean, I didn't like, get very far. Like I said, yeah. it was making me really anxious and no, I don't... I, I could see that. Kinda it's like, a good movie. I need to actually revisit it because it's been a while. But yeah, lots of very strong messages in that one about racism and like the terrible things we do to each other just based off of slight differences in our appearance and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, good one to revisit this year probably. <laughs> what other... I mean, there's obviously like War of the Worlds and things like that, but Arrival is an interesting one. I think people should check it out because it's more along the lines of like really legitimately <laughs> trying to communicate with each other, but it's difficult because we're so different. It's just like vastly different in our levels of technology and stuff like that yeah uh it's pretty good but yeah it's like what if what if they're trying to communicate and they don't really know how so that's like their first attempt mm-hmm. it's intriguing to think about of course i was looking through this list of them a lot of people are like vandalizing them and breaking them and things so it's like okay well of course you, you better hope it's not aliens because they're gonna be pissed yeah <laughs> or they're gonna be like still not evolved no I mean, clearly we're not. No. This year has taught me that as well. No. All right. Are you ready to get into our main topic? (laughs) Let's do it. All right, Chad, what are we talking about this week? So we're talking about queer icons. I wanted to encompass more than just gay icons, even though that's like the most well-established group. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's there's some other ones for other members of the LGBTQ community as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... My inspiration was kind of just like learning more about the topic in general because I find it really interesting and I just didn't know. Like I knew who a lot of them were, but I didn't really know like why or like if there was like certain criteria or just kind of like I just wanted to learn more about the topic. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way I set out about it. I learned some pretty cool tidbits, um, some good perspectives, watched a few videos, did some reading and kind of just like read through a lot of the comments on some of those videos I was watching just to see like what people were saying and things like that just because you know it's it's a very like culturally deep community and Mm -hmm. you know getting getting their perspective is a lot more helpful than me trying to figure it out on my own (laughs) so so that's what I my approach to it at least um so gay icon if you're just not even really sure we're a queer icon um One big thing about it is that the icon doesn't even have to be the same, like, sexuality. Like, they aren't necessarily gay or, you know... Kind of like Cher, where she's, like, a big icon in the gay and queer communities, but she's not. So it's not as much to do with that. It's more so to do... um, There's a few big things, but one of the big things is whether or not... Excuse me. Uh, whether or not they're actually like an ally to the community, mm-hmm. or especially this is more important uh, a little bit earlier on when just like the acceptance was so much lower 
uh, generally speaking, or where the public was like so much harsher on the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just simply like Marilyn Monroe was one that was brought up. And she wasn't like a huge advocate necessarily, but even just her basic level of like, yeah, I'm not going to turn them down or say anything negative about them. That was like a big step up compared to most people. Yeah. So that was like part of why she became iconic to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they aren't necessarily always gay or lesbian or whatever, um, but sometimes they are. Um, but a lot of it was to do, with, to do with, like, how they treated the gay community mm-hmm. or how they supported them as allies or even more so just if they were, like, a lot of them are just, like, really big, bold personalities, like, very strong fashion choices, mm-hmm. uh, really just, like, good sense of humor type of thing. Um, so that's kind of how... A lot of them started becoming iconic as well, just for that reason. A lot of people were talking about, kind of along the same lines, just like earlier on, uh, when it when it was like so much less acceptable. Um, a lot of these, you know, younger gay people or any anybody in that community was trying to find like a good role model, basically. Right. And they don't, you know, they can't necessarily look up to their own family. Maybe they're ostracized from that. Or maybe they just didn't have anybody that they knew personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so the icons kind of took on um, a lot of that role in like the 50s, 60s, that kind of time period. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to me. Um, so that, that's kind of some of the major reasons, I would say, based off of the stuff that I found. And then, so one of the videos I watched was from a guy on YouTube, Rantasmo. He's pretty cool. He, I can't remember, I think his channel is called 40 Something Gay. But, oh no, that might have been the other guy. Sorry, that was the other guy. Uh, Rantasmo just talks a lot about different kind of topics. Uh, But he did a series. um, He did a video called, you know, What is a Gay Icon? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a good one for some context and some stuff that he said. uh, I found to be pretty interesting. So one of the first people I thought of was Judy Garland. Because I knew that was a really big, iconic person. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much for those reasons, like, she wasn't really gay from what people know about her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But apparently her dad was. That's something I didn't know. I didn't know that either. And she... I didn't know that Judy Garland was, like, a big uh, gay icon, but I know Liza Minnelli is. Yes, she was And that's her daughter. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Liza Minnelli's mom is famous. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I, I don't think they're related, but Liza Minnelli is definitely an icon as well. Yeah, Judy Garland. It's her mom. Her mom? Yeah. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I guess that makes sense because Judy Garland was for sure like a big, very big person in that in that culture. Okay, so this this guy's the video that I watched about Judy. His name is, or his YouTube channels, Some Like It, Scott. And his series basically is it's like... a great pun. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> his, uh, his series is like 40-something gay, so he just is like talking about things from his perspective as a... 40-something gay? 40-something gay, you know, not necessarily a, a young person, but um, it's kind of his experience and things like that. But he, he does a series on uh, gay icons. I didn't watch all of them, but I watched the Judy Garland one. Mm-hmm. So that's where I learned that her dad was gay. And then he talks a lot about The Wizard of Oz, which is obviously... Kind of like the more things he said, I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, but for those of you who, for some reason, aren't familiar with The Wizard of Oz, a uh, very famous movie because it starts out in black and white. All films of that time period were filmed in black and white. 
and then partway through the movie it flips and then it's you know this huge technicolor very bright very colorful mm-hmm. very fantastic movie um, so he says that's sort of like the experience of... If you're not familiar with The Wizard of Oz, what, what was you, your childhood? What was your childhood and what are you doing? Just stop listening to this and go watch it. <laughs> are you okay? Are like, you, uh, who, you who doesn't know about The Wizard of Oz? I don't know, but it's possible that somebody hasn't, so... <laughs> I guess, but I've... I don't know, man. Maybe because it's just so iconic here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if... I, I mean, I would assume other countries also know about it because whether American or not it is the first movie that has the color in it so it was a pretty big deal obviously yeah and there's you know books there's plays there's like all these I've heard some real sketchy stories about shit that happened on the set of The Wizard of Oz that person being hung or hanged that's that's fake no it's other stuff other stuff I mean I wouldn't be surprised it was a very I mean you know how the golden age of Hollywood was yeah little sketchy a little sketchy for sure a little sketch yeah but he likened the experience of dorothy obviously going from kansas to oz and the movie going from black and white to color he likened it to the experience of a gay person kind of realizing who they are mm-hmm. growing up in like these rural small areas that are like very right wing very judgmental towards them Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of finding the experience of a lot of these people, for understandable reasons, don't stay in their hometown. They leave and go to bigger, yeah. go to bigger cities. I mean... And kind of the experience of, like, doing that and realizing there's other people like you and mm-hmm. there's this whole other world that you just didn't know about. So he was like, that's kind of like a thing that people latched onto. It's just like this such a big difference that it's kind of like going from black and white to living in color. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That makes sense. Um, on top of that, what else did he say about that? So some interesting, something interesting about Judy as well. So I guess, based off the comments, people were saying it was around before that, before The Wizard of Oz. But more so, even when it came out, the expression, do you know Dorothy? Was like, basically a way that people would ask each other if they're gay. Oh, yeah, I have heard that before. Be- before it was socially acceptable. And, you know, like, do you know Dorothy or are you a friend of Dorothy? Are you, yeah, are you a friend of Dorothy? So, apparently it was around before that. I don't know the exact origin of it. That's what some of the people were saying. But just The Wizard of Oz and Judy Garland becoming an icon, it just kind of, like, made it that much more of a common phrase. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything about that, so I thought that was pretty interesting. So after The Wizard of Oz, she also did a lot of plays and things like that. Apparently a lot of her songs are, like, pretty popular in the gay community mm-hmm. as well. So <clears throat> kind of, like, some of the reasons why she's become so iconic. And then just kind of the same thing. She was, like, the older... Probably, I shouldn't even say the older she got, but kind of, like, the longer she was around in her career, so like, became more and more famous. Like, she definitely was an ally to that community, which was really cool. Yeah. Um people try to like reporters and stuff try to like specifically get her to renounce them and she's like are you stupid no <laughs> not, gonna, <laughs> not gonna do that <clears throat> so yeah that, she was one of the early ones for sure and then like you said Liza Minnelli is definitely a big one as well mm-hmm. um, I didn't research quite as much but that's something I knew um, she is in uh, Arrested Development I don't know if you've ever watched that I haven't no <laughs> she's really funny in it and 
it just it just is funny and the more you learn about her the more it makes sense but especially that judy was her mom that i never knew that but mm-hmm. uh, she was another one just like did a lot of plays and things like that um famous singer so yeah she's really well known in broadway right mm-hmm. yeah she also appeared if you didn't know this she appeared on a my chemical romance song i didn't on mama hmm. yeah so that was cool um but what was I going to say about her? Oh, um, so another, not maybe not as big of a reason, but another thing that people sort of look out for when kind of like choosing icons is a lot of them were based off of like characters or people that they could use when they were going out in drag. So mm-hmm. Judy is a, like Judy is a famous one, like Liza is a famous one. So a lot of them kind of just like have a certain look that... Um, Kind of share Madonna. Share Madonna, yeah. Like <laughs> just kind of easy to replicate that uh within the context of a drag show. Yeah. Um so I was like, oh, I never Have you ever been to that. a drag show? Um not actually yeah, I have. I just oh, realized that's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I wasn't we didn't go there specifically for that, so we didn't stay for the whole thing. Um but I would you know, I'm I'm definitely open to it. I would go. We uh before they closed down Talbot Street I went mm-hmm. there a few times. It was so much fun. Yeah. They are fun. It was just like a very different culture. Like very... I think the funnest part was one of the times we went, there was like a big group of us from work. Yeah. And a couple of the guys came and didn't realize <laughs> what Talbot Street was. Gotcha. Well, here's so... a question. Were they like cool with it or did they freak out? No, they were cool. Good. They were like, yeah, whatever. Nice. Because I so... think it's like... I think some straight people, when put into that experience, are like, I don't think girls care, but I think guys, when they're put into Yeah, that, women very rarely give a shit. Yeah. It's straight men. Who are insecure. Who are sometimes <laughs> like, oh, fuck this, bye. Right, and it's like, drag queens are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, drag queens are awesome. They are very fun. They're fun to watch. You know, they put on good shows. And they, just the work they have to do to get into drag yeah that shit is a lot of work yeah watch like one or two competition shows about it and you'll be like what the hell yeah (laughs) it's so i don't even put in that much effort on a day-to-day basis (laughs) yeah they they go all out and i i don't know i just like the more exposure over the years that i've gotten to drag culture it's just it's just very cool i have a lot of respect for them Mm -hmm. have you watched the birdcage Mm-mm. It's an awesome movie. You should yeah. check it out. Uh, Robin Williams and who else is in? I can't remember his name. Damn it. Nathan Lane. Mm. Let me look it up. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Isn't that who's in it? Mm-hmm. Nathan Lane. That's his son, probably right. Who's? Albert. No, it's not. You're right. Okay. I was thinking that was somebody completely different for some reason. No, you're right. Yeah. So Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are married and. Nathan Lane is a drag queen, and Robin Williams kind of, like, owns the club. You know, I I don't think I've watched a Robin Williams movie since he died. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Robin Williams, so I watch a lot of his stuff. Oh, I love Robin Williams. Oh, I think I did watch Jumanji not too long ago. Okay, yeah. Classic. Yeah, so those two are married, and, like, his son is getting engaged and stuff like that, and they're trying to, like, kind of introduce the two families, but they're afraid of like the reaction so uh nathan lane pretends to be a woman <laughs> and he's oh, like no. 
it's it's very funny. <laughs> but it's a good, yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, there's a lot of good ones like Tu Wong Fu. Have you watched that one? It's pretty awesome. But it's like people you wouldn't expect. It's like Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. dressed as drag queens, and it's pretty. Robin Williams doesn't shock me that much. No, honestly, he's very like charismatic and things like that. So it's he's he's very he was very like I don't care. Right. You know. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just did what he wanted. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Two Wong Fu was really good, too. Um, obviously, Rocky Horror. Oh, love Rocky Horror. Yeah, that's pretty excellent. Mm-hmm. Frick Converter is, like, sort of an icon, but yeah. he's also not a good person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, he's iconic just because he's so over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Rocky Horror, which also ties in pretty strongly to Perks of Being a Wallflower, which has always been one of my favorites. I've never seen that. It's very good. Or, You'll or find my uh, my movie knowledge very lacking. <laughs> eh, my husband hates it. There's always time to watch movies. Yeah. Like you, there's, you don't have to rush watching any of these, but they're all very good and just kind of like good exposure to that community in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I was going to say was as far as like shows, we were introduced to a really good competition drag show called Dragula. You might not like it quite as much, but it, because it's like horror slash punk themed, so they're all like their costumes are like that. They're all like real crazy, <laughs> um, but it's really impressive the things that they can do. Sounds interesting though. Yeah, it I is. might have to check it out. It's really good. Uh, but the hosts are uh, a married couple who do drag and are, like, pretty well-known. Uh, so they're cool. And then the competition, it's interesting because they, they like, put their costumes together. They do their, like, show. And then the bottom, like, two or three people have to do this, like, elimination type of thing. And it's, mm-hmm. like, crazy shit. <laughs> it's, like, sometimes they have to, like, literally hurt themselves. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> it's it's a pretty interesting show. And not always, but sometimes it's like and sometimes it's like gross stuff, sometimes it's like getting real shitty tattoos, so it's it's a kind of like a little bit of a twist to it. Uh but it's it's very cool the costumes they come up with because a lot of it's like prosthetics, a lot of it's like really advanced like makeup. So there's some pretty awesome stuff they do. But it's just kind of yeah, the more you get exposed to drag culture, it's just it's just very fascinating and it's very fun. Yeah. Good friend Josh introduced me to Dragula. Thanks, Josh, if you're listening. So that was a little bit more so of like the some of the older icons. Um, like you said, Madonna was one of them. Cher. I didn't look up too much about them, but it just maybe not. Those were the ones I came across. Yeah. Um, as far as <clears throat> newer ones, this is where it starts to get kind of even more interesting because, like I said, there's just a lot of there's a lot more like openness about things now and rep- representation for people outside of like the gay ma- you know male community is sort yeah. of like the the community that's gotten the most attention mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's not saying anything bad about them but that's kind of just how it is <clears throat> even yeah. when like the lgbtq you know men are usually getting more attention still yeah um so i was kind of just looking more towards like other like different communities within that and some of some of their icons and kind of like how it differs uh one interesting thing that was brought up was like 
uh, for lesbians, like James Dean is such a huge icon, and he pretty much like a lot of lesbians like base their uh, like fashion choices off of him. Now that you say that, yeah. Once I read that, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. That makes, uh, now that you say that, I see it. That makes sense in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was pretty interesting to come across. Um, Kate McKinnon starting to become really well known. Well, for a long time, is really well known. She's like a long time cast member on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest ones on the current cast, in my opinion. Uh, but she was just like very openly a lesbian and was a really cool person and stuff like that. Uh, similar along the same lines with Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. She's pretty awesome. She's in like American Horror Story. She's in Rat- uh, Ratched. Uh, she was in a pretty good movie here lately called Run on Hulu. Yeah. Where she kind of like, there's this whole thing with her daughter and she like is basically misleading her daughter and making her sick even though she's not really sick. Oh no. Uh, so her daughter finds out and is trying to escape. So that that's a pretty good movie. But Sarah Paulson is just kind of another one of those just like really iconic figures in our current culture because she's just like so comfortable and who she is and she's just like yeah whatever I don't what's care. that um oh that chick from orange is the new black yes um is it ruby rose yes i was actually thinking of somebody else but ruby rose is is kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. started to become like a pretty big icon so that's kind of the interesting thing like that's kind of how icons are changing because a lot of like the more modern ones like do fit within those communities mm-hmm. um which is kind of cool i i like that i don't think everyone has to be um, but there are a lot of people just the representation is just so much better than it ever has been well we're also getting a lot more you know tv shows and movies that are have more openly gay characters right. yeah for sure so these younger people are seeing more role models that are actually like them as opposed to Having to find role models. Outside of their community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ah, Laverne Cox. Jeez, that was so hard for me to remember. Uh, so Laverne, Laverne is trans, and they play a trans character in Orange is the New Black. Oh. Um, but the cool thing is, like, with trans icons, it's just like, you know, it's just such a hard... Like, I, we've talked about this before, like out of any community like trans are having the worst go of it because people are just so shitty towards them for no reason it's (sighs) so having people just like being really like strong and just in the forefront of these shows or movies or whatever cultural topic it's it's pretty cool yeah Uh, Laverne is one of them um we were talking about this but Elliot Page pretty pretty recent one Mm -hmm. um it's just super exciting just more representation is always a good thing so yeah you know having these people really just like having the courage to to come out and just be real about who they are mm-hmm. it's just kind of helping the community bit by bit um one that maybe less people are aware of is the Wachowskis who used to be the Wachowski brothers who made like Matrix and Beaver and Vendetta and a bunch of movies like that uh-huh and uh, they actually transitioned so now they're like Wachowski sisters Oh. So, which is even interesting because they both... Both of them. Yeah, they both went through the same thing. Oh, wow. So, that's, like, a really cool one. I, I don't think people kind of realize that no. quite, quite as much because, I don't know, like, they were just really big in Hollywood for a while and then they just mm-hmm. kind of, like, aren't as big anymore. 
Um, but they both, yeah, they they both went through that, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, they also made Cloud Atlas, which is a really interesting movie because it kind of touches on reincarnation. Yeah. But a lot of the actors are playing like the same character over these different timelines, but their gender tra- changes. Okay. So it's almost like that was their way of trying to tell people before they could. Right. Um, that's a definitely a good movie. Definitely like some really cool like trans icons starting to kind of crop up and get a lot of recognition and things like that. Yeah. So something interesting came up, which is that Thor is like a lesbian icon. <laughs> Not because they like him or like sexually are attracted to him, obviously. But there's just this big thing that they all think he would be a really good wingman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I don't know what happened, but a lot of people were bringing that up. Uh-huh. So it's definitely a thing. And it's not necessarily, like, every interpretation of Thor. It's, like, specifically Chris Hemsworth's Thor. <laughs> okay. So we're talking Avengers movies yes, Thor. Avenger movies Thor for some reason, has become this, like, pretty big, like, lesbian icon. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty interesting one. Um, so, yeah, it's not even always real people. Sometimes it's, like, specific characters. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Even yeah. in um, other communities, people use comic book characters and yeah things like that for representation. Right. And something I really meant to bring up in the paganism episode but i completely spaced it so loki part of the reason like they're just a lot less judgmental towards the lgbtq community is that loki a a lot of the gods but especially loki just like switched genders often oh yeah loki was always up to some bullshit yeah he got got impregnated even and had a kid it's like he was like super fluid did he give birth to the six-legged good horse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I remember my Norse mythology correct. Or, I believe he also gave birth to Fenrir, which is like the wolf that eventually destroys the world. Of course he would. Uh, Loki's always up on some bullshit. Yeah, Loki's into all sorts of bullshit, but I just thought that was really interesting because... You know, Norse mythology, Norse religion is so old, but even still, there's, like, all these examples of people who are not just straight, so it's like... Well, I mean, even when you, from what little we know about Viking culture, they straight up gave no fucks (laughs) about anything. Right. They're like, yeah, men, women, orgies, whatever. Whatever. We're down. Yeah. We're gonna drink some mushroom ale. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to commune with the gods and we're going to have the time of our lives. fucked up in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I know, it's kind of unfortunate, I would say, how rigid our society has become because things were not always like that, for sure. The Holy Roman Empire really fucked shit up for yeah, everybody. They sure did. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just find it interesting, and just the more kind of things. Oh, so that Rantasmo guy who what uh, his video? What is a gay icon? He sort of got off on a couple of tangents about Rita Repulsa who? <laughs> from Power Rangers. <laughs> the 
do you remember her? She was like the main villain. She was like this crazy witch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so once he started talking about it, I was like, oh, okay. That, I mean, that makes sense now. But if you start looking at pictures of her, she's just like real crazy. She has like really, really bold fashion choices. Mm-hmm. And one of her first lines, I of course didn't realize this when I was a kid, but one of her first lines was actually about coming out. So then, you know, it's just funny. So he really likes her and he's like, yeah, the gay community has kind of latched onto the original Power Rangers. Oh, I mean, we've discussed this. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that we never realized as kids. No. Yeah, for sure. Like people dressing in drag and all kinds of stuff that happened in cartoons and right. kids shows. Yeah. What happened? Like <laughs> It was fine to put that stuff in kid shows, but then, like, all of a sudden, no? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's weird, too, because certain cartoons are doing a better job overall. Like, Steven Universe, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's, like, a very queer-friendly cartoon. Mm -hmm. Different things like that. So it's, like, it's still there. It's just changed. Like, it used to just not really be a big deal, even. Yeah. Like, we've talked about Powerpuff Girls, like, him... Was, like, super cross-dresser. Yeah. Like, I don't know if if he was supposed to be trans or gay, but there's definitely, like, he was not straight. Yeah. So, you know, it's, like, all these characters, and we just, I mean, I never really thought twice about it. That's the thing about kids, is they don't know. If they're raised around things like this, you you just think it's normal. You don't, exactly. Which it is normal. You're taught that it's not normal. Yeah. There's no reason to think that it's bad or anything like that. It's just people expressing themselves differently, you know? It's kind of like there's been a lot of um, stories circulating around because of Black Lives Matter about, you know, kids like running up to other kids that are dressed like them and saying that they're twins, even though they maybe have a different skin color. Oh, yeah. Kids don't know any different. No, they don't. And kids only learn different because you teach them different. Right. It's like we're building up these borders between us for just no re- no real reason. Yeah. Know? It's like we can all get along well, there is, perfectly there is, well. There is a reason. Well, the reason is... Classism. I mean, that's not the only reason, but... Down with the patriarchy. Yeah. It's kind of my mood today. <laughs> That's my mood pretty for, much every day. Because the patriarchy has taught us for some reason that if you're not straight, then you just don't matter as much and you're not real. And you're if you're not a cisgendered white man, yeah, then you're just you don't matter. Important. So I don't know why we all have been going along with that for so long, but it's just very outdated, very nonsensical, you know. So, yeah, we're going to um, break down the patriarchy. Yep. Um, we're going to break down the walls of systemic racism. Yeah, for sure. We're going to fix the class issue in America. Yeah, that's another big one. We need to break down this whole capitalist bullshit system that we have. I started watching, finally, Mr. Robot. Have you watched any of that? Nope. It's all about breaking down classism and essentially like destroying money yeah <laughs> it's it's very good i'm addicted to it uh yes anyways that's slightly off topic but <laughs> even characters on that note let's talk about mulan okay so 
I always loved Mulan as a kid. It's a great movie. It's a very, very great movie. Um, catchy, catchy songs. Those are some badass songs. Those yeah. are probably some of the best songs out of Disney, mm-hmm. which is maybe like a hot take, but... I don't know that it is a hot take. Like, people love the songs from most of these movies, but Mulan was just, like, so damn good. Yeah. But I also have always loved, like, Asian culture, uh, Chinese culture, Japanese, and anything, really. But mm-hmm. Mulan, for sure, I loved it for that reason. But just the older I got, the more I kind of just understood how things were. There's actually two pretty, like, iconic characters. Uh, Mulan, obviously. And not to say necessarily that she is trans, but she kind of could fit that role in in a lot of ways. Or maybe even just, like, gender fluid, you know? Sure. Um, so her whole thing is that she doesn't fit into this structured society and, you know, they tell you there's only one right thing to do. Mm-hmm. based off of your genitalia and she's like well that's fucking dumb I can do this other stuff too <laughs> um, I can do whatever I want so very awesome character very good story behind the movie uh, but I was talking to Emily about it my my wife for those of you who don't know um, and she brought up a good point that the I what is his name the, the captain is he the think he's a captain captain han or whatever his name is i don't know yeah (laughs) i can't remember his name because i forget names a lot but uh she was like well he's kind of like a a you know a bisexual character if you think about it because he was attracted to milan before he knew that milan was a woman yeah exactly yeah he was like there was definitely some like sexual tension there yeah uh, before he realized so i was like oh you know that's a really good point i never thought of it never thought of it that way uh, so yeah, for sure, that's like a really important movie, and I'm sure a lot of people growing up were like really, really resonated with it because mm-hmm. it's just like the whole theme. Just you know, when will my reflection show who I am inside? And it's just like this big iconic movie where we can all be like, yeah, like that's how I feel. And so, yeah, very good movie. I actually need to watch it again. I still haven't seen the new one, but. First one is a very classic movie. Apparently, the new one is not great, and also there's been some backlash because uh, the actress who plays Milan she was supporting the state, the communist state mm-hmm. against the whole Hong Kong protesters. Yes, yeah, I heard about that, but like, and there was some other backlash over it. I can't remember what it was. Dustin filled me in. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I but also, know. Mushu's not in it, and what kind of bullshit? Mushu's not in it. They don't do the songs. What kind of bullshit? <laughs> what I like about... I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Again, I'll say that, but... Also, Disney, please stop. Yeah, they need to stop. But what I re- at least respected about it is that it wasn't the exact same movie shot for shot. Like, they tried to do something a little bit different until... Kind of, like, tell their own story rather than just remaking... The animated movie shot for shot which is what a lot of the new ones are doing mm-hmm. so I, I respect it for trying something different i will reserve my full judgment on it until i see it but the only a live action remake that i've watched is beauty and the beast and that was begrudgingly because everybody kept telling me how good it was and beauty and the beast uh, was one of my favorites yeah beauty and the beast was a really good one too so i fell asleep when i tried to watch it so i just don't know it, it wasn't bad it seems just kind of mediocre, which is how a lot of them are turning out. Yeah. I I did like Aladdin. Some people didn't, but... I didn't even try. I thought it was, like, 
just different enough. They tried to give Jasmine a little bit more depth. She had her own song that they added to the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm not necessarily saying it's better than the original, obviously, but... I was a little bitter because Robin Williams. Yeah. Will Smith does a really good job. I will say that. He's, Still bitter. He's different. You're never going to replace Robin Williams. No. Now. Especially as the genie, which is such a strong character in a lot of our minds. Yeah. But Will Smith did a pretty good job. I liked his I liked his take on it. Mm. Yeah. So Aladdin was like decent. Um there was that Jungle Book one which I thought was like pretty decent as well. Why do we keep making Jungle Book movies? Disney <laughs> already had a live action Jungle Book movie. They did, but nobody watched it. There are so many yeah. Jungle Book movies. Yeah, there are. Stop. Also, Disney, I'm just going to say it now. If you try and go anywhere near Tarzan, the millennials will revolt. Yeah. they just, It's like George of the Jungle. It's like, this has sort of been tried and it's just not good as a live action. Like, you need to leave it alone. I mean, just don't mess with the Disney version of Tarzan. Right. You just don't need to. There's like the remake of Lion King, which really was just like the same movie. Like, it just didn't need to exist. It- there's just really no point. It, it is cool looking. Like some of it, you just can't even tell that it's computer generated because it looks so good. But it's like Disney's really going ham with that computer generation. Man. I know, but it's just like you just, just because you can doesn't mean you need to <laughs> Disney. Yeah, exactly. Like you just don't need to keep remaking all these movies. We can still watch the originals and they still hold up. Most yeah. of them, at least. Some of them. Some. Some of them. <laughs> I mean, there are. The older you get, some of the older ones maybe not quite as much, but. I mean, there's a little bit of sketchy stuff in everything. Like that yeah, whole uh, Scar Hitler thing that they had oh, going on yeah. in The Lion King. Yeah. I mean, he was a bad character. I know, but like, tone, tone it down. <laughs> Be prepared. Lion yeah. King has pretty great songs, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think probably my top three are The Lion King... Mulan and Tarzan, as far as about, soundtracks go. Okay, I was gonna say, are we talking overall or just songs? So yeah, soundtrack. I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did really like Jungle Book's soundtrack. Oh yeah. I did really like Aladdin's soundtrack. One of my favorite Disney movies of all time. I actually <clears throat> almost watched it the other night. Is the the Robin Hood one? Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, that's a pretty good one. Where he's yeah. a fox. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. That's one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Yeah. Is Lilo and Stitch Disney or is that... Yeah, that's Disney, right? Yeah. That's a good one. I haven't watched it in a long time. I love Lilo and Stitch. I've seen it probably a million times because that was one of my brother's movies because he was at that age where you just rewatch the same movie over and over when (laughs) Lilo and Stitch came out. Yeah. And I've seen Lilo and Stitch a lot, but... It's good. It's still good. It's a very good one. As far as... So we've touched on some of them. I would say as far as like... By icons, one thing I would say is that Lana Del Rey is a pretty big one. I don't even really know the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that far, but I just see it come up a lot. I mean, I'm obsessed with her. I was very proud of this. I think I texted Sam. I was on. I was in the top one percent of her listeners on Spotify. You did text me. I was like, <laughs> "Good for you, Chad." <laughs> I didn't know who else to tell. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she sort of has this really strong following. Again, I don't really know why, but I think it just it kind of just ties back into some of those same reasonings. It's just like she's very 
comfortable with who she is. She doesn't really give much of a fuck if you dislike her for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's... And I, I don't know if she is bi, but I think she definitely could be. She's definitely a lot more open with things compared to a lot of people. Um, and then Freddie Mercury, what I wanted to say was that there's like sign up, kind of some confusion, but some people say he was bi, some people say he was gay. Um, either way, he is obviously like an extremely important person in, in culture and things like that. I would... Yeah. It's kind of up in the air, but either way, he is, like, such a... I mean, he did have quite a few relationships with women. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely more than one. And a lot of his relationships, especially as he got older and kind of closer to the time of his death, you know, most of those were men, but... Yeah. Still, like, I I think he was probably bi. I do, too. To an extent, at least. Um, But... Yeah, he's a super awesome person. One thing that surprised me, I was just kind of looking through some information. Um, I Want to Break Free. If you have not seen the music video for that, it's really just kind of crazy because they all cross-dress in it. Uh-huh. And it's just like so sh- shocking almost because you just don't, you just didn't really see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of was under the impression that Freddie was it the wrote- 70s or 80s? I want to break free. Seventies. Okay. I just looked it up. I think it was in the seventies. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of always just thought that Freddie wrote that because it kind of just seems like logical, you know, like he kept a lot of those things about himself very private mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. But he actually didn't. It was actually uh, James Deacon, who I think was the drummer. Anyway, that, that's... I know Freddie Mercury, and I'm no Brian May. Yeah. Those are two that people tend to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget some of the other ones, like what they did specifically, but Queen is one of my favorite bands. Always has been. Freddie. Queen it's is the like, best. You pretty much just can't get better than Queen. Like no. they did so much and they did it all really well. I actually know a guy who doesn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. He can get fucked. That's what we tell him <laughs> all the time. It's such a good song. Freddie did write that song. Um, he also wrote Killer Queen. I love that song. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. One interesting thing, I don't know if people know this or like nerd out on Queen as hard as I do. Mm-hmm. One of the kind of unique things about them is that they all pretty much wrote songs. Yeah. And then when they would make an album, they would kind of just bring it together and they each kind of like had their songs. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of bands do that. A lot of them are a lot more collaborative or else there's like one person who does the majority of it. Kind of makes sense that... They would do it that way, considering how eclectic their sound was. Yeah, like they could do pretty much anything. Yeah. And they, they did, really. They yeah. did so many different genres. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie. Um, it was a great movie. It is really, really good. So there are some... It's not like 100% historically accurate. Which I mean, they never are. They never are. But I think it hit on a lot of the big events and, and did it really well. Uh, but it just kind of showed... I don't know. I, I really strongly attached to that movie because he just, he was always different, you know? He, yeah. He was super into fashion and playing around with that, and he was a very unique person. Uh, the older he got, he kind of just learned to stop caring so much what other mm-hmm. people thought about him and kind of, like, came to terms with his own family and things like that. And it's just, yeah. it's just a really cool movie, um, even if it wasn't 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Remy Malik did such a crazy good job in that movie um, yeah 
it definitely made me a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. And he's in Mr. Robot, which is really the big reason I started watching it. Yeah. And he is, like, just as good in that show. I saw him do an interview once, and he was talking about um, when he was in college. He has a twin brother. Oh, I didn't know that. And he had some, like, sort of final exam, and he talked his twin brother into doing it for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the perk of having a twin, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, t- twin hack for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh. Yeah. But Freddie was just such an awesome person. Um, Very iconic. Extremely iconic, even to the straight community, if that tells you anything. <laughs> Across the board. Across the board, yeah. Everybody knows Queen. Yeah. At least one Queen. Everybody knows We Will Rock You. Yeah. Everybody knows Or Bohemian. We Are the Champions. Or I mean, both of those for sure. Yeah. But even Bohemian Rhapsody, like, that's probably one of the most well-known songs of all time probably yeah but he just i don't know you just Love watch him some bow rap yeah you watch him some like perform and things like that he's just like such a such a powerful person yeah such a powerful performer ridiculously good voice extremely good at piano a bunch of stuff like that you know he just he definitely knew how to like use his charisma to work a crowd and things like that Sign of a great front man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sad that I never... He died in 91. I was born in 92. Never really would have had the chance to see him, obviously, but if I could go back to any, like, band that I never got the chance to see. What are your top five? Let's play that game. Uh, that's rough. Uh, Queen, obviously, like I was just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. I know they still kind of play shows, but... The drummer died. Yeah. They they do shows with his son, so that's, like, pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I think kind of seeing them kind of at the height of their powers would have been insane. Let's see. We discussed, I did see Nightwish, but I didn't see them with their original singer. I think that would be, like, I don't know, maybe maybe not necessarily top five, but I think that would be, like, a pretty crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, probably Nirvana. Yeah. And probably Jeff Buckley. Um, people know him mostly for his cover of Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's an insanely good artist, and I love his music. Like, the more I got into it, I was just like, Jesus, this guy's like, I can't believe he died as young as he did. Mm-hmm. Because he would have, like, changed music as we know it. Yeah. Kind of kind of like, I mean, Kurt obviously did change music, but, you know, kind of along those same lines, like, he was that good. Uh, so, I don't know, probably something like that. That's a hard question. It's a hard question. What would you say? Ooh. I don't previously, know. My Chemical Romance would be on that list, but they're back together finally. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to see them as soon as I can. Um, Queen and Nirvana. Yeah. For sure. I just don't know who the other three would be. David Bowie. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one for sure. And mm, maybe Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they, I can't imagine they would ever play another show. Mm-mm. They all hate each other. <laughs> well, that and like it wouldn't be the same even if they did. That's true. So yeah. like seeing them at their like height. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. And oh, one more. I mean, you've seen. Evanescence, you've seen Corn and Slipknot and I haven't seen Evanescence as like a band oh, though. Okay. I saw them when they did that um like Her. orchestral stuff. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Um 
But they're releasing new music, so I'll get to see them live. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. Pink Floyd would be pretty awesome. I don't know that I could ever be high enough to go see Pink Floyd. <laughs> Even if you're not high, it would still be pretty cool. You know, I would kind of like to see the original lineup, like back in the 80s original lineup of Guns N' Roses. I could see that. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. My mom saw them. I think she went and saw Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Nice. That'd be a pretty awesome show. Yeah. Back when you could get into concerts for like dirt fucking cheap. Right. So yeah, those are my five. What did yeah. I say? Queen, Nirvana, Bowie, Fleet Mac, and Guns N' Roses? Yeah. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that. That's a good list, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. They finally saw Sticks, but I mean, they're just going to keep playing until they're all dead. They just don't care. That was a really good show. Uh, I wish I could go back in time and see Tom Petty play. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably pretty close to what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> There's always, like, different ones that I'm going to remember, like, 20 minutes from now. But <laughs> oh, well. There's always going to be more bands that you want to go back in time and see. Always. Or artists. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Did you watch... Ha- was it called Happiest Season or... mm That's a good one. I'm trying to get through Shit's Creek right now. Oh, I love Shit's Creek. I... Oh, ah, that's obviously... Yeah, Moira is like becoming a pretty iconic character. <laughs> Moira and David. Well, uh, yeah. They're both amazing. But Moira is just like such ridiculous fashion sense and just like a... I didn't realize... So, like, I've seen a lot of clips of Schitt's Creek here and there around. But until I actually started watching it, I didn't realize how much Dan Levy looks like his dad. He looks a lot like his dad. He's like his clone. Yeah. His his dad with black hair instead of gray hair. Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't always wear glasses. Yeah. Yeah. They look a lot alike. Did you know Twyla is... His daughter. His daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, like, when I was watching one of the episodes, I saw her name pop up. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and I was like, another Levy? Is she related to? Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, Eugene Levy's brother is a producer on the show, too. Oh, yeah, so okay. they're like, they like really keep it in the family, yeah. man. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like, yeah. I like how close they are. And Eugene Levy is hilarious. I and mean. how, like, accepting he is of Dan's lifestyle. Yeah. Which is always nice. He's awesome. I, I really like watching interviews with them and things like that they're just Mm -hmm. they're really good together and very healthy relationship it's like i think that's what we're moving towards it's like parents don't have to be dicks about this that's what we need to move towards (laughs) i i think we don't need to have people who are basically orphaned because they come out as whatever gay or bi or transgender to their family it's just there's no reason to be like that no i've seen a lot lately of just posts on like whatever board panda or buzzfeed or whatever like parents who like found out that their kids were gay or whatever and like told them about it but so they didn't have to like come out and it didn't have to be this big thing you know yeah you you see a lot of those floating around but it's like you know i wish i don't know i wish people weren't afraid to just be who they were and i just wish that less people had such a terrible reaction to it because it's just really sad. It's it is really sad. Pointless. Like, you don't have to act like that. Yeah. 
but I don't know like a lot of my friends are in that community and it's just like you know there's no no difference like they're not not really any different no <laughs> like you know they're just the same as you they just have slightly different preferences and things like that so yeah I don't know you love who you love yeah. and you are who you are right I feel like I say this all the time yeah I mean that's what it comes down to yeah nobody should I hate you for that reason it's just stupid my whole thing we said this in the last episode I don't feel like anybody is 100% straight anyway yeah and also as far as gender identity goes we all start out female in the womb right and then as like however it happens i'm not a biologist so is it really crazy to believe that just because you were born with a penis doesn't mean you're not a woman right or just because you were born with a vagina doesn't mean you're not really a man right it's not i don't think anything is fluid you know what i mean it's not fluid right yeah yeah we're just so stuck on you are this and this is the only way to do it and it's just not realistic yeah our puritanical bullshit yeah (laughs) i'm so over puritans (laughs) i'm just over all of it i just want to i just want to burn it down yeah burn them all Mm. Turning into the Mad King. <laughs> Mad King had his reasons. <laughs> I don't know that the Mad King really had his reasons. I think the Mad King was just, you know, that's what happens when family members screw each other too much. They just get a little wonked in the head. It, It's not good for you. No, no. It causes bad things to happen. <laughs> genetically that's true i mean that's like actually fact from like way back in the day when the royal families were keeping it in yeah they had uh some pretty messed up family lines and also birth defects and lots of issues anemia and all sorts of issues i'm trying to think of there's one that i just can't think of some disease that the British royal family had a lot of. Well, the Russian royal family were hemophiliacs because of inbreeding. Yeah, hemophiliacs. I think that's what I was thinking of. Elizabeth Bathory was batshit crazy because of inbreeding. <laughs> she just bathed in people's blood all the time. Yeah, that's not maybe a, a super healthy thing to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> very, a very sane thing to do. <laughs> I mean, you can actually go crazy from drinking other people's blood. Hmm. Not to mention the fact that it can make you extremely ill. Yeah. So, like, maybe just don't. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Blood. Don't judge our vampire audience too harshly, Sam. I mean, if they are a vampire, then they are, like, that's in their biology. But if you are a normal person, <laughs> you can't just go drinking people's blood. What do you think about people wearing blood around their necks of their, like, spouse or whatever? I mean, do you, but I'm not doing it. Brangelina or people, some famous people who have done it. I had this conversation the other day about people who wear their loved one's ashes in uh, like lockets and stuff. Yeah. 
That's kind of heavy. It's, again, you do you. I'm not here to judge you. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't even want them in my house. Stick them in a mausoleum. (laughs) It's what they're for. I mean, that is what they're for, but some people really want to have that reminder there. That's what pictures are for. I mean... I don't need to have your ashes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't say that I've had, like, a loss that... I don't know. I mean, I've not really been in that situation, so I guess I don't know what I would do, but... I do have a friend who had her dog cremated and she kept her dog's ashes. Yeah, I know people who have done that, too. That I might do. But I like animals more than people, so, like... (laughs) You were talking about shit about Lilith the other day. I was like, that's our mascot, Sam. Lilith's a dickhead. She's so cute, though. She's a dickhead. (laughs) She bites. And she's always got her murder mittens out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty common cat behavior. Cats are dickheads. (laughs) So what, Pablo? What about Pablo? He's like, he's the one that you would keep his ashes. Pablo is my soulmate. (laughs) Yeah. He's my little cuddle friend. He cuddled with me when I went to your house that one time. He loves a person to cuddle. Yeah. If you have a blanket, even better. Yeah. (laughs) He gets so excited when he sees a blanket, his little ears perk up and his little (laughs) tail sticks up in the air and he's like, is it cuddle time? Are we getting under the blanket? (laughs) That's funny. It's cute. I guess that about wraps it up for the main topic, unless you had anything specific you're going to bring up. No. But how did we not discuss Elton John and David Bowie, though? Ooh, uh, David Bowie's a good one. How did they fly under the radar? Yeah, I just, I should have written more people down. I had, like, all these people in my head, and then I forgot. Personally speaking, I don't like Elton John's music that much. Personally speaking. But... But he is obviously an extremely iconic person. <laughs> uh, David. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> I just don't think that his voice has held up very well. Okay. So maybe if you're talking about the original recordings, fine. But some of the live performances that are out there are just like, oof, that's uh, it's kind of rough. Okay, live performances aside, are you going to tell me that there's not Elton John songs that you don't listen to? Uh, I mean, the one I listen to the most is Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the version with George Michael. But that's mostly because I love George Michael, who was another icon. Yes. Did he pass away? Yes. Okay. Very sad, because after he passed away, there's all these stories about like how awesome of a guy he was. And mm-hmm. he just did like pretty pretty frequent things for charities or just helping people He didn't people have out. HIV, did he? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, I actually don't remember. I don't think he did, but I could be wrong. He was sick. I just can't remember what it was. Me neither. Um, but David Bowie, yes. Very good one because for the trans and for the bi community, because he mm. was just like extremely fluid, obviously. And not even necessarily in his sexuality. I think he was straight. But I think he was too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But as far as like his fashion choices and his personality and yeah. the characters that he came up with, like he's such a prominent figure because he was so fluid and mm-hmm. just willing to do whatever. He didn't care. 
I still hold the firm belief that David Bowie was actually an alien. I would believe it with him compared to anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting guy. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I forgot to mention that. Uh, but even just, yeah, as, as far he was another one that a lot of people were talking about their fashion sense really came from a lot of his characters and a lot of his eras. He was very, um, is flamboyant the right word? At times. I mean, some of his characters were. Yeah. 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 But he was also very um, androgynous. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is, um, you know, something that people really resonate towards. Right. Yeah, because you don't have to be one or the other, you know, it's that, that type of thing. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's super interesting to look at. Oh, Lady Gaga. I almost forgot about her. Oh, how can we forget about Lady I Gaga? No, she's actually bi, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but she has always been a really strong ally. Yes, so she's always been a really strong ally and obviously, like, born this way. Like, she's done a lot of charity mm-hmm. work and, like, a lot of just exposure and just kind of rallying behind the... LGBTQ community and things like that. Very awesome. I feel like she kind of came out of the gate that way. Yeah, like she's always been like that. Right. She's always been a huge advocate of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. And that's basically her main like fan base. Right. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's definitely a good one. Can't believe we almost forgot her too. I know. (laughs) But that was part of the discussion. It's like people were like, okay, well... We're just kind of at the point where the icons don't, like, it could just be better represented. So she was one that came up, not only because she's, like, such a good ally, but also because she is part of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that was like, because people were mad. Apparently there was, like, this poll, I can't I think it was, like, 2016 or something like that. It wasn't, like, super recent, but there was this, like, thing that came out and people were saying Ariana Grande was, like, the new, the new icon. Which, I don't know, like, I'm fine. I'm fine with her. I like her as an artist and things like that. Mm-hmm. But she's straight, and she's not really, like, super outspoken about being an ally or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I think that she is. But it just seemed odd, and people were mad about it. And then people were like, uh, are you just ignoring Lady Gaga? <laughs> like, the fact that Lady Gaga is here. So, um, that was kind of funny. But that's kind of the context people were talking about. It just, like, like yeah. Lady Gaga has always been here, and she is, like, super iconic, super well-known. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes her. <laughs> so, um, I just actually just listened to it, because I didn't realize she put out a new CD this year. Oh, did she? Yeah, so I just listened to it, like, a week or two ago. I didn't know either. Yeah, pretty decent. She went back to her pop, because I guess she did, like, country and stuff like that for a little while. Kind of like during the... The whole Star is Born yeah. era. Haven't seen that movie, heard that song way too many times, though. I like Shallow a lot. <laughs> I liked it for a while, but yeah. once I started hearing it 15 times a day, I was yeah. like, okay, and... Yeah, they, they play it a lot, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I'm impressed that Bradley Cooper kind of, like, came from nothing and was able to do that good of a performance. Yeah. Um, Love me some Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But, yeah, she, I guess, like, did some country type of stuff for a little while, and... Stuff like that. So this is like her first pop album in a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. I liked it. I have to listen to it again. I don't know that I've listened to much Lady Gaga since uh, since Born This Probably Way. Probably since Born This Way. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the time I stopped listening to some of the other stuff. But cause the one Born after This that, Way had some serious bangers on it, though. Yeah, it did. The one after that, I didn't like like it a whole lot. 
she just has always been there. She puts out like singles and stuff every once in a while, like mm-hmm. "Do What You Want" is like a really catchy song, and there were some other ones. But yeah, she's just kind of always been there. But it's cool that she's kind of coming back to the pop realm. It might actually be it this time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I can't think of anybody else. So, happiest season. Uh, going back to that, one of the interesting things about it is that. Kristen Stewart's in it. She's mm-hmm. a lesbian in real life, if you didn't know that. Um, I didn't know she was a lesbian. I thought she was bi. Maybe. I've, I don't know. I've heard that she's a lesbian. I, I don't know 100%, but that's what I've heard. But people were kind of discussing the fact that Aubrey Plaza is in that movie and plays a, a, a gay character. Yeah. And people were like, oh, is, like, is that cool? What do you think about it? To Kristen. And she was like, well, like, I don't care. Like should I never be allowed to play a straight person? And she was like, you know, you're acting, you're playing a character. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool perspective on it. Like, yes, we should have better representation and there are gay actors out there and, you know, anybody within that community, there are actors out there, but it doesn't always hundred percent have to be that type of a person, you know, Mm -hmm. like other people can play that role. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting thing, but Speaking of Aubrey, she's pretty awesome. I have no clue. I don't know if she's, like, straight. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) But she's a pretty interesting person as well. I watch a lot of her interviews just because they're funny. (laughs) Yeah. Happy season. People should watch it. I think it's kind of... Some people were commenting, like, oh, it's just basically the same story that there's not a lot of like gay movies out there so a lot of the time they're kind of falling back to the same story like oh your family doesn't know you're gay and it's the whole like coming out thing do you ever watch love simon uh no but i've heard that is that a show or a movie it's a so love simon is a movie and then they did a show called love somebody else um i don't really know what the show is about but love simon was pretty good okay it's more of like a teen movie. Okay. But I still recommend it. Love Simon. Love Simon. Okay. Try to check it out. Yeah. Far as the witch tip, throughout something slightly different, I was going to recommend the YouTube channel Chinese Cooking Demystified. Okay. I really like, again, Asian culture, Asian food, movies, anything like that. Um, I try a lot of their recipes and I find their videos are like very informative and kind of like easy to follow compared to some of the other recipe videos that I watch. Uh, It's really good quality stuff and they usually try to like bring up the cultural relevance or the cultural history of the recipe as well. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. So I'm not sure where the guy is originally from. I think he's from America somewhere. But he is married to a Chinese woman, and they live in China. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the idea behind the show. Like, he knows the recipes from his wife, and she shows, like, certain details on how to make them, and they kind of work together to make the channel. Okay. Uh, but it's very cool. They do a lot of awesome recipes. I've tried a decent amount of them, and they've all been really good. Uh, tea eggs. I tried that. It was pretty awesome. Tea eggs don't look appealing. They are very tasty. <laughs> they don't look appealing. I think they look cool. Um, I know that they look weird, but... If an egg doesn't look like an egg, I can't... Uh, eggs already kind of gross me out to begin with. 
Yeah. But I love them anyway. Yeah. I don't care. When as much you start what fucking like. with my eggs, I'm like, mmm. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. But they do they do like tons. There's a lot of noodle recipes. Um, spicy noodles, drunken noodles, things like that. There's a hot pot if you are mm-hmm. familiar. They do they talk about that. Uh, lots of like rice, th- different things. There's, there's just tons of recipes. It's a really I love cool. Asian food. I do too. It's always good. I'm pretty much always in the mood for it. I I would love to go to a sushi restaurant right now. Sushi does sound good. I've not had sushi for a hot minute. I had some um, grocery store sushi mm. not too long ago. Is that one of the things that made you sick? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, grocery store sushi has never made me sick. I mean, it's better than gas station sushi, at least. But, like, also, when I get grocery store sushi, I get the cooked stuff, so... Okay, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I get California rolls. I don't know, because it's almost like the ones in Kroger usually have Asian chefs in them, and I'm hoping they're, like... I feel like they're, like, pretty decent quality. It's not bad. But still, I would rather go to an actual sushi restaurant love sushi right now yeah i'd also love to go to a ramen place oh there's a good one we tried one downtown mm-hmm. pretty good there's one on the north side that's really good yeah i love ramen i'll just have to make my own you could emily made a really really good egg jock soup egg drop what the hell's that egg I don't know. drop soup I made homemade ramen a while ago. It was pretty good. Dustin didn't like it because there was no protein in it. Oh. And my... Put an egg in there. Yeah. Eggs are good in ramen. I tried, but I fucked up the cooking of the egg. I was like, just make your own egg. It's fine. (laughs) And also, like, I didn't miss the egg or the protein. I I like a good egg in a ramen, but... I, I would still eat it without that. It was... Ramen is great on its own. Perfectly fine. The broth was fantastic. Yeah, that's the most important. If the broth is good, I will eat it. It was a touch spicy because I had fresh ginger in it and then also I put sriracha in there. Okay. It's still good, though. Yeah. I bought... I, I haven't had a chance to use them yet, but I bought some Szechuan peppercorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because of that channel I was talking about. They use it on all the recipes. But I'm pretty interested. They say it gives you sort of like a numbing feeling oh. on your tongue. Oh. But it's got kind of like a spice to it. I'm pretty excited to try them. Yeah. I love Asian food so much. Me too. guess that's it. It's been a while since we've recorded. Do you have a witch tip you want to throw out also? Or anything in general? No. <laughs> Sam was on this the struggle bus this last couple of weeks, <laughs> which I feel I've also been struggling. But uh, yesterday was a bad day, guys. Yeah. Today today wasn't great. Too many people leaving me alone with my feelings. Yeah. There was a lot of crying. I always know when you're in a mood because you sent like five texts within like two minutes. Oh no, that's just me. Not always. That's just me in general. It was like more than normal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you can always tell when I'm a mood because I'm a bitch. Usually not to me. You get a little taste of it sometimes. 
Sometimes. Maybe not a direct bitch to you, but I am definitely more confrontational. Bitch adjacent. Bitch adjacent, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You get a bit of that sideways bitch. You you do pick fights sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not, I will not deny it. Yeah, it happens. Sometimes when I'm in a mood, I will just create a fight out of thin air <laughs> for fun. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about there's like a lot of astrological stuff going on. I don't know how much any of our listeners believe in that, but if you do, you can kind of find the reasons why. But everybody's just kind of getting dunked on right now. Are we? Is that what's going on? That's part of it. And just also the fact that we're entering... I don't remember how much we talked about this on the paganism episode, but we're entering like winter and historically that's a time when people are not just kind of going about their lives. They're slowing down. They are done harvesting their crops for the year. They're tired of working. They're spending time in their home with their families and just kind of resting and reflecting and kind of like working on small things for fun they're not like killing themselves with their normal work routine <laughs> uh, mm, which is kind of the opposite of how society is now yes our society is go 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 100 percent of the time and that's why we're all so fucking stressed all the time so yeah so that's part of it we're coming kind of closer to that solstice time period where that's, that's just kind of coming to a head and then there's some other stuff on top of that the uh conjunction of the two planets i'm gonna forget which planets there are now of course but jupiter jupiter and saturn Saturn? i think that's right that's like the first time it's happened in like basically two thousand years so there's a lot of like weird shit going on because of that last week was it last week was the full moon last week yeah uh, i think the full moon always fucks with me it yeah it fucks with everybody but i don't know what's going on this week working at any kind of customer service you will see the craziest shit people always tell you that's a myth but it is is not not. i've had enough experience now it is fact (laughs) 100 percent true fact yeah so we've had that pretty recently there's just a lot of shit going on so i don't know i'm thinking maybe around the time of the solstice we might kind of get some more positive energy going on we'll see i don't know man (laughs) There's not a lot of optimism going on on this side of the room. <laughs> I know. It, it's, yeah. 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 I texted Kaylee earlier today and I was like, I've cried so much today that I'm sick of myself. <laughs> and then I had to take a nap. Crying is exhausting. It is. That's true. And yet, it is also a good release. Sometimes you just need to cry. Yeah. If you say so. I'm speaking more towards the men who think that crying is girly. Sometimes you just need to cry, dude. Let I it can't. out. Just don't cry near me. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to cry in public. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just saying... Crying men make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> crying people make me very uncomfortable... But crying men especially. Okay. I'm heartless and I was raised by wolves. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to react to that. Crying is normal, Sam. I... Okay. (laughs) Have we not already discussed how I was not allowed to cry as a child? No, we have. But... 
doesn't mean you have to continue living that way. I'm I'm broken, okay? (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know your favorite icons in the comments. You won't. You won't. I dare you. I dare you to let us know in the comments. I triple dog dare you. (laughs) You can't turn that down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Links to all of our social media where you can um, comment. Come have a little chat. Send us a DM. Slide into those DMs. Slide into our DMs. We're friendly. Yeah. I know that I sound mean, but I don't bite. You're not mean. Yeah, slide into our DMs. We're here. Yeah. We'll be back next week, guys. We've had a little bit of an uptick in viewership, which is, or whatever, listenership, I guess. Yeah. They can't really view us. It's yeah. an audio file. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of exciting. We've kind of continued to expand our platforms as they come about or as we have the opportunity. So we've been on Pandora recently as well as... Uh, We're on everything. Uh, radio. What's the radio one that I? iHeart. iHeart. Yes. So we. Those are some of the more recent ones, and it's kind of cool just to see people kind of start listening on those platforms. So, yeah, I'm glad that you're all kind of sticking with us or discovering us. We have lots of episodes. We cover lots of topics. I think there's something for everybody. I wonder if anybody listened to my playlists. You know what? I need to do that still. I have been pretty busy. The betrayal. <laughs> Top ten anime betrayals. <laughs> I will listen to it, I swear. I have not yet. That was all I was saying. Rude. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why you want to hurt my feelings today, Chad. I'm very (laughs) fragile. (laughs) I don't. I'm sure it is an excellent playlist. I mean, I think it's pretty great. I'll listen to it this weekend for sure. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, links to our social media will be down below. Maybe if Chad wants to send me the links to the YouTube channels he was talking about, maybe I'll link those too. I just don't know. I can do that. Okay. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next time. Later. Bye.